Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues podcast. I'm Jamie and tonight I am joined by Melinda and Paul. You okay, guys? All right, mate. You okay? I'm all right, thanks. Melinda, we haven't seen you since Christmas, New Year. I know you're very busy and work and everything else that comes with it. So just how was your New Year? Yeah, yeah, it was good, Jamie. I know it's been a, it's been a couple of pods. I've not been able to make it on, but it they're not lying about those NHS winter pressures. Oh my God, it has been very busy uh, for the NHS in Manchester. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing all right. I had a lovely Christmas. As everyone knows, I'm a bit of a Christmas orphan in this country. So my lovely colleagues took me in and had a lovely dinner. Great New Year's Eve. And by great, I mean, I was asleep by 8 p.m. So love that for me. I'm so old, just like Paul. And um, <laughs> the, and uh, that I actually... thought I was going to get away with it. Uh, <laughs> I, just don't do, like... <laughs> I always find a way, Paul. Um, yeah. And then I uh, actually ran my first 15K on New Year's Day. So it was a great start to the new year. Um, and then, yeah, I was basically working on and off over the holidays. So it's just been kind of nonstop, really. So happy to be back on with you guys. Um, how are you, Jamie? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. Same. Um, just it's, as you say, it's just work, isn't it? Every day, every day is the same. Can't wait to jump on these pods because it's something different to talk about everything. Definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, Paul, what have you been doing this week? Uh, not much, mate. Just uh, yeah, the same old shite, basically. <laughs> just uh, yeah. it's January and it. Nobody wants to do anything. Uh, but now I'm all right, really. Just uh, just getting on with it, really. Yeah, me and uh, you've got like a little it? football manager thing going, haven't we? Oh we yeah, yeah, we've yeah, I've been I've been blasting that this week, like I've uh, seventh in the table with Everton after a ten point deduction. So get rid of Sean Dyche, bring Paul Brown in. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he does. And also for anybody who can't see us, we're on Zoom. Melinda is still leaning in to speak on a new microphone, by the way. I am. Thank you very much for the observation, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, before we get into the pod, um, obviously our listeners have probably just heard something at the beginning of the podcast that's uh, new, which is we are now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Um, it's something that we've been looking at for a while, something that we was a massive opportunity for us to be a part of. We just wanted to reassure anyone nothing will change. We'll be exactly the same as we were before. It was just a fantastic opportunity that we couldn't turn down. Literally, the only thing that'll change is you'll hear an advert every now and then in the middle of the pod. Um, but yeah, I'll still be grumpy. Paul'll still be grumpy, and Melinda'll still be a rainbow self. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's no, it's a, as, it, yeah. as you say, it, it, it's a big opportunity for us, and it's just to help us out, to give us a bit of support. I know it, as a network, the ground have got close to four hundred podcasts, so. It'd be stupid for us to turn it down and, you know, as you say, the only thing that's going to change is you get a couple of adverts in between, but we're still going to be here. I'm still going to be old and miserable. So, yeah, let's crack on. Yeah. Um. So, Melinda, obviously we never got, you haven't been on, we've played uh, Crystal Palace in our latest game. Now, not really much to talk about apart from the main talking point. That was the Donovan Calvert-Lewin red card. Now, I'll just get your initial th- thought on that red card when you've seen it live. 
were you with me and Paul and sort of thinking, what is going on with this game? Yeah, so I'm I'm not going to lie. Like when it initially happened, uh, the first thing that went through my mind was, oh, it was a good tackle by DCL. Hmm. <laughs> not going to lie. I, I didn't even think twice about it. I thought, oh, yeah, nice tackle, won the ball, brilliant. And then there was this huge commotion. I was like, whoa, 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 what's what's going on here? And then as we know, of course, when you slow anything down in VAR, it looks awful, doesn't it? Like, it, that's just a fact. Like, But that's not the way that you play football. You don't play in slow motion. So I did not think it was a red card. If anything, maybe a foul. But it it was just, again, proves the point where VAR, again, is being used for – it's being manipulated and used in a way that it, it was not intentionally brought into the game to be used for, if that makes sense. Um yeah. We've had just time and time again, decisions go against us because of VAR and just such inconsistencies in the league. You know, there's been documented occasions now in many seasons before this, but especially this season where it's a blatant red card for, you know, for the opposing team and it studs are up this and that blah, 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 however you want to put it. And we they've not gotten a red card, you know, oh no, it's on a red. So it's just all we're asking for in, in this league is, is consistency. You know, and it's interesting because a lot of teams, um, supporters from other or other fan bases, supporting other teams and clubs did come out and say, like, that's not a red card. Like, it was like a shocking decision. And, and it was a shocking decision. You know, we'll come around to the fact that it was, you know, the red card was um, was rescinded. So we know it's not it's not going to stamp. That's not the point, though. Like, that's not the point. It shouldn't have been a red card anyway, Jamie. No, it shouldn't have been. And, you know, it's cost us. Probably the game. Um, yeah, definitely. But he was, he yeah, was we, we were flying, weren't we? we? I thought yeah. we were on top at, the, at that yeah. point of the game. Like, Yeah, yeah I did, yeah. But there was another talking point, which I, I just wanted to get to you before we talk about Calvin and Red Card being rescinded, is the Beto foul. Now, they, me and Paul were saying that in the last pod that oh, they yeah. slowed it down for the Calvin yeah. Lewin to show the contact, to slow it down, to find that contact. Yeah. Why haven't they slowed it down for the Beto? Is it... In your opinion, is it because it's like, well, no, it's heaven. Yeah. One real for us, one real for everybody else. <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah. not kidding. That's what's went through my head. They're just going to go, oh, no, we'll just, we'll turn a blind eye to that. And we'll just actually, we'll fast, we'll increase the speed to that one, actually. We won't even slow that bad boy down. Let's just speed it up to get it, you know, to get it out the way, because that probably would have been a foul, you know? So yeah. it's just, and as much as people say, oh, you know, it's, because you're a blue and blah 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 and oh you know no I'm serious like in the fact now more and more supporters from like I said before other fan bases are coming forward and going okay there like is a bit of an agenda here because there is like it's clear as day it's clear as day and even you know accounts like I think men in blazers and you know another like those kind of accounts Patty Power I think put a tweet out as well in our favor and normally they're like you know oh yeah yeah they're the little right so so for them to kind of even have that look at you know on that view of it as well just goes to show we're not making this up like it's it's a very real thing and that game to me there was so much that shouldn't have gone against us and we could have had a real shot in in, in that game yeah definitely. but again I'm, I'm i'm i hate to say it, but i'm not i'm not surprised and it's no. really crap that we're in this position all the time, time and time again. It's very frustrating. It's sad, isn't it, that you're not surprised? Because I've said I've had a conversation with my dad this week, and he's just was sat there in disbelief at what's going on. But you, you, you kind of can believe it at the same time. You're like, well, yeah, if there's if there's a way they can have us get us, they'll do it. 
and yeah. they've done it there. I mean, we haven't even got an apology for that. I know we'll go into it in a minute, but no. it's just ridiculous. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like my dad now just 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 smiles, just laughs and shakes his head and just gets up from the couch and walks away because it's just like I'm frustrated, yes, but I'm not shocked. You know, I've been yeah. watching this now with Everton for God knows how many years. It's just been I just it's I eighteen seventy eight. Yeah, honest <laughs> to God, like when Paul was born. Hey, eighteen seventy nine, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's seen this at Anfield, didn't you, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> just want to no, go. Paul. <laughs> but Paul, you, Melinda actually mentioned it, and listen, the, the Donovan Carvalho Lumen red card did actually get rescinded. Um, it got overturned. They never announced it. It was down to Everton to announce it, but. I just, it, as Belinda said, it's, so what? Did you see that news and go, well, that's no good, is it? It's good for us that we get Calvert-Lewin back, but it's like, well, what's the point? You know, it should never have been a red card in the first place. I, I was shocked that it got rescinded. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. Are you joking? Have you actually given us that back? Yeah. Maybe they've just looked, <laughs> maybe they've, they've looked at everything and gone, listen, lads, we're making it too bang on here that we're actually trying to relegate this football club. <laughs> so I know it was a cup game, like, but don't be saying... We, we, we've got to give them something because people are going to start asking questions. It's just, I'm shocked that we got it back. Um, unless I've missed something, I haven't seen the FA announce it, that the red card had been rescinded. It, it was up to Evan to say Dominic Calvert-Loon will be available for the next three games. And that was yeah. it. Case shut. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Everton for going to, for fighting it, sorry, and trying to get it rescinded. I mean, we could have just took our medicine there and got on with it, but we didn't. We we knew it was wrong. Everyone in the football world knew it was wrong, apart from Craig Pawson, who the next day, I think he was, I can't remember which game, he was refereeing and there was tackles flying in everywhere and he didn't think, which were worse than what Calvert-Lewin had done and he just let play go on. It's, he's definitely new, got a vendetta it, against Everton. Was it definitely. the Newcastle match? Was it the Newcastle match he refed? Possibly Newcastle-Sunderland, yeah. I think that's what it was, I think. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I just I just don't understand how the apologies come left, right, and centre for all these other clubs, and you've got that wrong as the FA and the Premier League. You've got a decision wrong, which is massively sort of turn the game on its head. Now, we in the next round, obviously, we can play Luton or Bolton. They've got to play, and now we've got to replay again. And not just saying if Calvert Luton had stayed on the pitch, we'd have definitely won the game, but we were on top. So, Melinda. Where's the apology? Everyone else gets one. You've made a massive decision again. That's wrong. Yeah. What's happening? It just goes to show again the this like this agenda against Everton is is very alive and well because like it's literally that's it's very to me that's very black and white. Like it's a rescinded thing. You you should have had an apology for that because it was clearly not a red card. So yeah, why are we always constantly being treated differently than other clubs? And I, it's. It's it's funny because you know it is frustrating to sit here and get frustrated all I want, but I know that's not going to change anything that's happened. It's just where do we go from here? Like, how are we supposed to react to these things moving forward? Like, because it does start to take your toll. It, it t- takes its toll on you, you know. And it, oh, I'm even just thinking about it again now. And I'm starting to get worked up, and I'm trying not to. But it's just one thing after another, like in it's just a nail after nail on the Everton coffin and it's just like enough like why are we constantly being treated differently that's the billion dollar question yeah do you think well Paul do you think it's no apology because it's Everton do you think they're thinking I'm not apologizing to them do, do, you know it feels like that doesn't it 
It does, doesn't it? Because does everyone like else that. sort of seems to get one. I know we've had a few. Listen, I'm not sitting here saying we've never had an apology, but that's a massive thing in our football, in our season. That if they did withheld, they like said no, he's not overturning. We're missing Donald McCarvel noon for the three games. I just, yeah. it's so hard to see that it's not Everton versus everybody else, isn't it? And also. Yeah. Definitely. Is Dominic Calvert-Lewin a red card player? Absolutely not. It was the first one in his entire career, was it not? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Like, I think has just... been looking forward to some time off there. And, if, uh... <laughs> yeah. and you know what, though? He's got to go and play but, again. But his, his face just said it all. Like, I was sitting there watching this, and, and I knew in my gut, I didn't even, I, I honestly didn't even consider it. At all, yeah. like I said, I watched it initially, and I thought, "Oh, <laughs> so brilliant won, play, won the ball, well. G- great yeah. job." And and it was like such a stop in the play, like he he was like control the ball, and it, I thought it was fine. And then it goes to, of course, you know, uh, the VAR, and um, you could just see the look on his face. He knew it. He knew, and he's so Everton. It's not even funny, <laughs> like <laughs> poor lad. But he just knew. He knew, and we all knew too. We were sitting there thinking. The fact that it's gone to this point, we know it's going to be a red. Um, and even there's a clip as well of, I don't know who the player was for Palace again, but they said, oh, you can hit, see their mouth and saying, oh, it's not a red. Oh, it's not a red. And this yeah, is- that, well, that was yeah. who it was, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and it's hilarious too, because, you know, you've got the ref right by the screen. And then I think it was Tarkovsky and someone else was next to Tark- Tarky. And they were looking like that, you know, kind of like trying to squint and see the screen. And like, oh, it's not a red. That's not red. And then, of course, decision, red card. And they're like, oh, are you kidding me? So it's not even just us. It's the players as well. And they've played football for a very long time in their life. So, you know, it, taking your Everton glasses off and putting that aside, we can say confidently that's a red. That's not a red. You know, as much as it would suck, we could go. If it was a true red, we'd go, okay, ooh, that, was a, that was a bit shit. But that is a red card. But clear, clear as day. Come on. Like, the entire football world after that on Twitter, like it was an uproar. It wasn't even just Evertonians. No. Yeah. You know, it, it's Paul. We've got this referee in Craig Paulson, who I think Dick Neil Ed. Warnock said, yeah. No bad. <laughs> who said Dick. about what? Well, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it? It does look like that at the moment. Um, that he's sort of just given decisions and, I think it was Neil Warnock said, oh, Everton, Craig Paulson. Yeah, I didn't expect that. How can that happen? How can that actually yeah. be a thing? I don't know. It's, it just feels like a massive conspiracy, doesn't it? It's just... I don't know. It, I, he, I think he just openly doesn't like Everton Football Club. And it, it'd be the same as me if I was a referee. I don't like Liverpool. don't like Newcastle. So yeah. I'm going to give crap decisions against Liverpool and Newcastle. So it's just... it. It just makes me laugh. We all should be angry, but at this point, I think we're just at the point of just laugh. Just got to laugh in the face of adversity sometimes. It's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just getting worse and worse. And I think, um, you know, the next part of the show, we'll talk about sort of games without VAR um, and our final thoughts on VAR. So we'll be back right after this. So, Paul, I'll stick with VAR. You know, listen, we've had a few games in the FA Cup that um, haven't had VAR. And to be honest, I think I watched the Sunderland-Newcastle game and, listen, I was desperate. I had my Sunderland top on and was <laughs> hoping that they'd, they could do something for us. 
And even watching the game was so much better without it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was refreshing. Like, but at the same time, did you see that Bruno Fernandes penalty for Man United? I mean, oh no, would yeah. VAR have overturned that though? Probably not. It was just the fact that he went down holding his other leg, which, <laughs> which hadn't been touched, was just ridiculous. But no, it was really refreshing. I was saying to you, wasn't I, in the week just watching football? It's crazy because you're watching stuff and you're like, oh, this is going to go to the monitor or whatever, and then you realise, oh no, it's it's at a championship ground. There is no VAR. I think a few ex-professionals, Alan Shearer being the main one, has said it's just been great to watch football as as it should be. Listen, you're always going to get decisions that don't that go against you, sorry, that you're not going to like and it's going to break your heart. But that was football for 100 plus years before we decided to bring VAR in. VAR is a very useful tool, but it's just being used by absolute fucking gobshites. And I'm sorry, there goes our clean rating for this sports social podcast network. We've done about 15 different swear words, but... <laughs> It needs it needs to be it needs to be said, doesn't it? It's just I was speaking to my brother about VAR. VAR can work. We've seen it work in World Cups and that, but it's just the people and the way they're using it over here. It's just just throw it in the bin. That's where it belongs right now. Until you come up with something better and people we've said on this podcast, haven't we get non football people to oversee VAR? They'll have no allegiances, they won't have any interest in football, they'll just watch it for the rules of the game. Give it to them and let them decide what is a foul and what's offside and everything else. I hate it. Can't stand it. Yeah, it is. It, it's killing the game. And Melinda, this is obviously, as I said before, you haven't had your chance to rant on VAR. Me and Paul <laughs> have. Um, yeah, I'll just go and put the kettle on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone else should do as well. Um, yeah. Just go for it then. What, what? I'll ask you two questions. Do we keep it? And if so, how do we make it better? So I think we need to scrap VAR for the time being until it can be reviewed, a bit more innovation to it. People who are trained properly and there's consistency and there is proper rules, not these wishy-washy flaky decisions that go, you know, go ahead one week and are not supported the next. Um, I just think we have so much bias in Premier League football from the people who are operating things like this. And it's just, it's killing the game. It's not enjoyable anymore. We've said before as well, I don't celebrate goals anymore. No. You know, I'm like, that was onside. That's a goal, but they will find a way to make it not a goal because they've got VAR. So it's just sometimes very rarely it is used correctly. And I'm like, okay, you know, fair enough. This is why it was brought into to, to the game. But honestly, the, the positives... The, the negatives outweigh the positives, in my opinion. And I just think it needs to go for the time being. What You know, if it comes back in eventually and it's got better, higher standards and people behind it who actually know what they're doing, because, well, that's the thing. I think people know what they're doing and they're just using their power to their advantage. So it's just so biased. It's, it's BS. And I think it needs to go. I think it needs to go. I I I do not want VAR anymore. And I, I agree with you. I was watching that Sunderland versus Newcastle game and I thought, yes, it's like proper football, this. Like, it's just, it was so enjoyable, so nice to watch. And as Paul said as well, you are going to get things where you go, like, referee even watching that. And, you know, it, it would suck sometimes to go, can we not watch that back, you know? Um, but I, like I said, I stick by my point. I do think that the, 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 the pro the negatives of VAR outweigh the positives at the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's too matey, isn't it? It's just they're yeah. protecting each other at the moment. I mean, I said it all the time. It's you know, if I'm the referee on the pitch and used to a sat in Stockley Park watching it on a video, and you say to me, "Listen, Paul, you've missed a foul there," and I'm going, "But I don't think it was a foul." No, honestly, you've missed a foul. I'm not going to go against you two. I'm going to think, well, if I go against them and they're right, I'll look stupid. So if there's three of us saying the same thing, it looks better than just one of us saying the the same thing. So you need to take that away from it. And this running over to the monitor thing, I know Sean Dyche has touched on it. We all know what's coming. You're not going to change your mind. It's just ridiculous. Stop stop going over. The decision's been made. You've been told in your ear. Just give the decision and just put us all out of our misery in the football grounds because I'm telling you something bad will happen inside that ground. But them monitors, they get they're gonna go, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the paddock with you in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no, Paul, listen, if you So if sorry, you... P- people Paul knows what I can do to his shoulder like a load of bloody VAR machine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Melinda Melinda's the violent one out of us today when we're in the match, trust me. Yeah. I've got I've, I've got a burst eardrum and bruises on my shoulder and everything else to prove it. So <laughs> otherwise yeah. I'm like I'm like a peach. I'm lovely. But when yeah. you get me in that ground, I'm like, gone. Paul walks out with a dead arm. I, I think it's the paddock that does something different to you. I think you, you're quite mild-mannered everywhere else on the ground. I think it could be just the paddock that does it to you. Telling you. It's where the action is, maybe. It's where the action yeah. is. So close to you. Yeah, it is. Because you get yeah. to in the seeking throw-ins and stuff. It's because you're a paddock blue, aren't you? That's how it is. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> But how do you sort of, and I'll give this to you, Melinda, if if they were to come out and go, or can they come out and go, right, we're getting rid of it, we're getting rid of it, or would you just strip it back? Would you go, actually, you know what, we're not going to look at fouls, we're not going to look at anything, all VAR is there for is offsides. Would you be sort of, okay, I'm happy with that, just get the offsides, and if there's a foul, let the referee, referee the game, you just get the offsides. You're kind of morning, like, just, just sort of, goal line or ball line technology kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So honestly, that's kind of like what, I think that's what they do in tennis. Like they've got like that Hawkeye thing and they just use it for like line technology. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the ball in or out here. Yeah, yeah. Like that might be the way to go because for the time being anyway, until they can pull their balls out their back pockets, these absolute morons who are, who are running this thing because it's just too inconsistent. And we've even seen other clubs come forward, Wolves being one of them who are massively affected as well by these decisions. And I just think it's just not, it's not fair. It's not fair. And they cannot keep going the way they're going because like you just said, Jamie, something really bad is, <laughs> it's going to kick off big time, like big time if this keeps going. And it's, like I said, not just Everton either. It's not just our club. We've seen dis- shocking decisions happen to even you know some of the top six clubs as well, which we never expected to see happen. So it's if it, they keep going the way they're going, it's it's they're gonna have to do something because this is not sustainable. No, what I'd like yeah. to say, and I've been thinking about it, it probably wouldn't work. Do you know, like a timer? So if it goes to VAR, they have 30 seconds, the referee has 30 seconds to change his mind. If he hasn't changed his mind within 30 seconds, the original decision stands. So, like that Andre Gomez one when Carver Loon scored against Tottenham, he's oh, got yeah. 30 seconds to overturn that. If he, if he hasn't made up his mind after that, the goal stands. Yeah. That yeah. Could, that, maybe that could work, or maybe I'm just that's a load of bollocks when I'm talking there, but there is so, to change. so much time wasting. It really is. Like, sometimes yeah. I think they just do it to take the piss. They can add on an extra God knows how many minutes at the end of the match. Yeah. I, I, you know what? They brought that thing in, didn't they? That rule. 
of time wasting for the players and stuff like that. They probably, I w- and usual know the answer to this, but do they add the time on that it takes them to watch a VAR replay? Because why yeah. are the fans sort of paying for that? No, if someone scores in the 10th minute of added time, but 10, eight of their minutes would be because of VAR. Why are we sort of getting things on that poll? Do you know the answer to that? Are they actually adding that time on? I think they do add the time on, but they just don't do it at Goodison Park. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what it is. It's just uh, it seems to be different for us. It it does feel like that, but I think they are supposed to add the time on definitely. Yeah, your time so would work it, really. Yeah, if a VAR decision has took them three minutes, then basically the game is dead. So they they need to add that on then. Yeah, I mean, there's probably people listening to this going on these, but we're not trying to reinvent the wheel yet. It's broken. You know, I don't think any sort of ideas off the table at the moment. Um, but Paul, I just. Get your sort of final thoughts on VAR. Would you get rid of VAR? And if so, can they? Or is it too bad? Is it too bad on the FA to sort of go? Oh, we can't get rid of this. We're stuck. I've said it a while. It's like Brexit. It, 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 nobody knows how to make it work, but they have to make it work somehow. Doesn't yeah. matter how. It's just that much time and money and everything's gone into it that they have to make it work. Uh, it doesn't. It's not fit for purpose at the moment. I mean. Have you seen in the, the foreign games where they have that like digital screen of when someone's offside? Like the yes. 3D image. Well, the Premier League turned that down, didn't want it. Was that Arsene Wenger's thing, wasn't it? Yeah, why did they why are we the only top league that turned that down? Gotta ask yourself the question, why? Yeah. That helps them a lot. So there's no dodgy offside decisions because you just say, well, the com- computer says no. Like that <laughs> yeah. little Brit computer says no. Like that little Brit <laughs> sketch, in it? But, yeah. yeah it's just, <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, we just haven't got the people here to use it properly. It's Howard Webb has just confused everything. I hate it, honestly. I, I have conversations with my mates and family members about it. I can't, I, I, I absolutely hate the thing. Can't stand it. Yeah, it, it, it's just, and it's a, that's a thing around football that like no one likes this. Now, I don't know those people that do, I, even, I think Sean Dice said he was a fan of AR, but it's been used totally wrong, which. They need to get it right. Honestly, God, they need to get this right because it's a massive part of our game. We're not talking about a little part of the game here. We're talking about something that's literally changing results and changing games of football in front of our eyes. I think we said it on the last pod that, you know, it's becoming sort of an NFL sort of deal where it's taking the emotion out of the game, which we can't have. It's the most emotional game in the world. Um, Yeah, it's becoming too analytical and too, like, going over it with a microscope and looking at everything over and over again. It, it's it's a very passionate sport. It's a fast-paced contact sport that it's just, they're just they're killing all the emotion. That Like Melinda said, it's the goals one. It's just kill. You don't know whether to celebrate or not. It's, I, I always go back to the Conor Cody and the Derby one. I, I think oh my, my soul God. is still left there. It's just yeah. ripped the heart out of me completely because you're like, for for his kneecap being offside, little a sliver of his knee or his toe or whatever it was, just get a grip, please. Yeah. So moving on from VAR uh, and the Crystal Palace game, there's obviously Everton news this week. Um, that we'll start with the seventh takeover. So triple seven, uh, apparently according to Alan Myers, we got closer. It should have been done any day now. Now, I'll just come to you first, Melinda. This seems like we've been talking about seven 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 for about seventy five years. <laughs> for seven hundred and seventy seven yeah. years. <laughs> and I just. Yeah. <laughs> And no one's the wiser of are they any good, are they worse, are they bad, are they good? It's just 
are you more apprehensive about this? You know, every story comes out. I think Standard Liège have been put under transfer embargo. Are you any from where we last spoke? Are you sort of like, no, I don't want them now, or you're a bit still like, well, listen, you know what? Let them just come in and do a job. Yeah, I think I think um, you know we have spoke about this quite a bit on the pod. I just think we're at a point where if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, um, things like this. We've always said we're not financial experts by by any means. And I just think, you know, they've come out with a really nice statement like a few months ago and they attended a game. And um, I know there is some dodgy history, but you can't always just judge a book by its cover kind of thing. You know, like, you know, they, they're they in the business for a reason. And I know there's some bad, but there's there's bad and good and everything, you know, like you're going to find negatives and positives. So I just think if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I also just know that if we don't get somebody in soon we're gonna get we're gonna be in trouble so i just i think if it's the only option that we have and it's the only option that's kind of you know got legs and it's you know in in movement i think it's just gonna have to happen and we're just gonna have to hope for the best and 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 just see what happens yeah paul would you sort of still on the fence with the more you're a bit like oh these really the, the best people to take over no smoke without fire, is there? There's, there's a lot of dodgy stories coming out at the time. Yeah. At, at the time, at now, basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're seeing it more and more every every day. It's uh, there's a new one come out today, hasn't it? Something to do with a load of planes or something they haven't paid for. Yeah, something, something... Flair Airlines or something. Sounds like just their oh, business, isn't it? Predominantly, yeah. Sounds like Rick Flair. Woo! Ridiculous <laughs> uh, name for the airline. Just uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm still in the camp of well, what can we do about it anyway? Yeah. And there'll be people screaming at it going, well, you shouldn't think like that. It's your club and it is our club. But how can I stop a billionaire or a group of billionaires from buying a football club just because I don't want them to? I can't, can I? It's just one of them. It's just got to be a wait and see. And it's one. Of, I've been thinking as well, well, the Premier League wouldn't do that to Everton, but I think the Premier League probably would do that to Everton, give us the worst possible owners and finally get rid of us. So I, I'm yeah. a bit sceptical, but I don't know what to think, to be honest. How about yourself? Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the same as you, mate. I've got to be honest. Exactly the same as yourself. I, I think it's just got to sort of let it happen. Let it happen and see what happens. I don't think we can get any worse. No, we can get relegated, but what? Well, where are we going to go? You never know. These might be the best thing that happened. It might be the worst, but we will never yeah. know. So it's. It is just one of them. Bottle of salt, uh, Jamie. Take it all. Take it all. Bottle of salt. Definitely, definitely 100%. <laughs> I'll, I'll battle the salt. It's Paul's. He's, he's yeah. the battle. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. Just a quick side note. We got tagged in something hilarious on, on Twitter, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. About, was it, what was it that was being transported? There was, bar- there was barrels getting delivered to Bramley Moor or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was in them. Like, oh. yeah, that was class. Here. That was class. Yeah. So, but when we come back from the break as well, would you want to get touch on the transfers and the consortium that is ready to take over from 777 if it fails? So we'll see us after the break. So Melinda, the is a US consortium waiting to take over when 777 might fail? I don't I think that's weird. Why would you be so someone knows something, in my opinion? Why would you be ready to take a bid if apparently it's already done? I don't know. The consortium is built around a football-based people. They're very involved in football. They're very sort of football 
sort of heads, if you like, sport heads in America. There's rumours that it's Tim Cale sort of driving this forward. I don't know how true that is. You know, it could be Sylvester Stallone. He has been good to go to some park. Um, are you sort of more in the camp of, listen, let's just get this, whoever takes over, just get it done? Yeah, I mean, like, you know what? There's going to be, well, this is Everton we're talking about here, but hopefully after the mass clear out of certain individuals, um, we've gotten hopefully now some people in there who who do have, you know what, that's that's mean. I, I, I do think that the prior owners, I do, I would like, or, you know, the prior board staff and, you know, all the ones that have now left us, but I do like to think that they did have the best interest of the club at heart. But it just, I mean, I want to believe that, but you just can't keep going and doing the same thing over and over again and the club's in the shit, you know? So Mm -hmm. you have to sort of go at one point, you either ship up or shape out. Like it's one of those things, right? So I'd like to think now we've got people on board that do you want the best thing for the club? And I hope that the right precautions are in the right, you know, policies are being read and the right protocols are being you know, being very thorough. And I just hope that people are doing their jobs to get the best thing for this football club to push it forward. Because even now, you know, with the deduction and things like that, we're still in a very rocky place, unfortunately. Um, So it would be nice to have a bit of positivity on that aspect of the, of the club um, to give, you know, the fans, the players, everyone, a bit of a boost. Um, But yeah, it's unfortunately in the hands of whoever decides the sort of, takeover kinds of things but um you know it is positive i mean if tim i don't i didn't know that but if tim cahill sort of come out and spoken about this u.s based you know whatever they may be that that sort of might be taking over that maybe that is a better option i mean who who knows but i just hope that the people behind the scenes are doing what they need to do to deliver results well, yeah. you could just ring your family back home in America and tell us what they. I'm gonna say, oh my god, from the land of <laughs> from, the, from the land of my people, land of yeah. my people. Hi guys, I'm American. The thing, yeah, the thing about this, I am not seven. American, by the way. If we have new <laughs> listeners, I am Canadian. Thank you. <laughs> I have boob like. Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. The thing yeah, about this triple seven is, is that they, we're loaded with debt because of them now. Well, we owe them all kinds of money. Yeah. Now I always say I'm not interested in Everton's finances, but if that was to fall through, then Everton will. Everton all their money. It it's an absolute yeah. mess at Everton at the moment. Yeah. It's it could get worse before it gets better, I think. And I, I'm not being doom and gloom there either. But I mean, if you believe certain people who you read this stuff on Twitter, it, it, Everton's books are a disgrace. Yeah, well, no, I think absolute disgrace. I think you're onto something, Paul. Like what you just said, there things have to get worse before they get better. And I know things have not been good at Everton Football Club for a very long time now, but especially the last couple of years, it's been it's been like really bad. So sometimes, you know, we're not we're not going to get the best of the best. I think straight off the bat, like I think people may have to lower their expectations a bit, considering what our books probably do look like, considering you know the information that we have been limited access with things we know from certain people on Twitter and things like that. But I sometimes just don't think beggars can be choosers. And maybe we, we just, maybe we have to accept that this is the only options that, that unfortunately that, that we have. Yeah. Jamie, can I ask you a question? And I yeah. don't mean it to come out the way it's going to sound. Are you that asked? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Do you understand what I mean by that? Don't you? Yeah, are, yeah. You, are you actually that asked? I, is it one of them where you're like, listen, you're a little bit worried, but you're thinking, well, let's just see what they've got. Let's just see what they do if they do get in. That's that's where I'm at with it. And listen, it's 
people will say you reap what you sow, and you know you should have been concerned at the time. But I don't know what what amount of me worrying about something like that is gonna do. Can do. Yeah. Sorry, it's just not gonna. It's just it's not gonna make me feel any better. I mean, I go on Twitter sometimes, and I listen. I'm one of life's moaners. Me, I, I I'm a moaning bastard. That's just who I am. But there's people who was just dead to so just fell off over stuff that no offense, you don't understand. Yeah. So go about your business and carry on doing stuff that you do understand. Stop getting involved in multi-millionaires and billionaires' finances. It's just it's just a waste of time and a waste of energy for me, in my opinion. Like, Yeah, I think, you know, we've all been sort of burnt, haven't we, with the machinery. When machinery come, I thought we all thought we were the new Man City and this is the best thing since sliced bread and look, look where we are now. So for anyone out there going, well, this is a disgrace, well... On the other, the this owner that was in, we all thought he was brilliant. So why can't this be brilliant when you think it's a disgrace? I just people don't know, and all I care about is them eleven lads that walk across that white line. I've right. got to be honest. I, I, yeah. I, and the manager stood in the technical area. That's all. And I think we're all the same. Listen, I don't think anyone sort of prioritizes the boardroom over the the, the pitch. Of course, they don't. But right now, all we need to do is stay in this Premier League. Simple as that. Yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that. That is the forget everything else upstairs. Let the people that we've employed do that. We just worry as supporters. We worry about supporting the football club. I don't know. People might go, "Well, you've got to." It's our football club, and it is. Yeah. But... Listen, fair enough. If people, if that's what people are interested in, I'm not rubbishing that and saying you shouldn't be. By the way, I'm not. No, oh, yeah. it's just me personally. I can only speak for me personally. It's not something that I'm prepared to get me knickers in a twist over. It's just not like... Because I look at it and if they could see it as if Everton do stay up this season against all the odds, let's be honest, it is gonna, it would be against the odds. That new stadium, which none of us can really think about yet, but let's say we survive and then we have a good season next season, we've got this brand new stadium. Then Them owners could just look at that and go, listen, we could make loads of money here. Yeah. We could make absolutely loads of money. And I think that the fans would benefit from the new owners making loads of money. I'd like to think so anyway, but maybe I'm... Just being very naive about it, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not a businessman. I'm, so, but I just, nope. just chill out. That's what I'm going to ask people to do. Like, but I but say Paul, that, and right. I don't chill out. You're right, because you look at Manchester City, and they got a new. They never obviously built their stadium, but they had sort of they they get because of Qatar. I don't know who owns City, but they they come in. It was like right new stadium. Don't have to do nothing. Like there's the money. We'll buy that. Tottenham, I think when Tottenham were getting bought, it was at MSP. They wanted Tottenham because they they the same new stadium. Fine, it will bring investment. It has to. It's the it's it's the only thing I think. Me personally, that's holding Everton Football Club back. Once we get this, you know, you're whatever flying over flying over the the River Mersey, see this brand new football stadium, we think, oh yeah, I'll have a piece of that. It happened to Chelsea people. People listening go, well, that can't happen. It happens to Chelsea. You flew over, seen Stamford Bridge, and went to want them. Um, yeah. I think people's arguments for it is that you've got to have the right owner because she said it before. We haven't had the right owner. No, we haven't had one. So you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't know how to spend it, you're going to spend it wrong, aren't you? You need to spend um, um, it wisely, which is sort of what the Newcastle owners are doing now. They're not going stupid and buying all kinds, and no, they probably can't. But they basically looked at Everton's blueprint and go, do not do what they did. Yeah, Everton have set the, I've set the standard of what not to do. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, someone came in, tons of money and backing and funding, and then look what we did with it. Like, yeah. and now that's all gone to shit. So, 
We have don't, don't do what we did. Yeah, thank you. Don't do what we did. <laughs> but just just to touch on um a few bit of transfer news. Now I think it has been quite dominant in the Everton sort of news this week that uh, a player he hasn't really lit the Premier League alight and the Everton squad, especially Dan Juma and Melinda. The mm. rumor is that he's already agreed with Leon. Before we come on, apparently Leon have actually agreed with Villarreal. The only thing left is Everton to go. Yeah, you can go. Yeah. If you were Sean Dyche and Kevin Thelwell, would you let him go? It's risky, isn't it? Because I, I feel for the lad, you know, I, I don't blame him for wanting to go because he doesn't get many starts, you know. Um, but in a way, our, our squad is thinning because we've got some injuries. Um, so... I mean, it would be smart of us to hold on to him. Smart being the key word. I don't really know if that's something that's in Everton's vocabulary very often. But if he's going to go, he's going to go. Um, if he is going to go, though, it would be very wise of Everton to have some kind of a replacement lined up, I think. Um, especially now with, with McNeil. We don't really know what's happening with, with him. So... I think it's quite a risky move to let him go. But then again, we've seen before in the past and even in other clubs as well, with holding a player from leaving when they know they want to go, it's just not a very good situation, is it? So you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, I think, in these situations sometimes. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't blame him for wanting to go because, you know, he is a player that wants to get starts and wants to get game time. And, you know, he's a very goal hungry player. You, you can see that he... He was excited to come to us. We got fobbed off, but now he's come back. Um, so I think he was hoping for a bit more of an involvement in that starting 11, but he hasn't got it. And I'd like to believe that Thelwell and, and Deitch probably do have a plan. Um, so if he doesn't go, we, we've, we're we completely empty. I don't think we've got anything on the horizon. But if he does go, I'd like to think that we've got something coming in. But that's wishful thinking, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Paul, would you sort of at this moment in time, as Melinda's just said, but now we are in January. This is a massive part of the season. Are we in any position to be letting attacking players go? Really? I think it's. I'll agree with what Melinda says. I think you've got to have somebody coming in. It'd be foolish to let anybody go from the squad at the moment. On Dan Juma, I don't really know what to make of him. To be honest, I'd like Mm. to know if Deitch actually signed off on that one. Because yeah. he does from day one, he doesn't seem really seem to. I mean, McNeil got injured at the beginning of the season, so he was playing then. As soon as McNeil was fit, he was back in the team. So I don't know whether the Deitch has had much of a say, whether it's a Kevin Tell one one. It's just thought, listen, we can get a, someone in the door here. Let's get him signed. But um, I don't know. I'm a bit undecided on it. I don't think Everton, listen, always say I'm not bothered about money. Can Everton afford to pay a loan fee and then for somebody else to take him mid season? I think we'd be foolish to let him go. Yeah, I do. True, yeah. But if there's if there's somebody else coming in, then yeah, I I wouldn't be bothered about letting him go. I don't I don't think he can finish his dinner to be honest. He's got all like the he looks like he's got a knife of goal like Melinda said before. But when he's actually in on goal, he just falls to bits, doesn't he? Just it's yeah. not it's not clicking for him for some reason. I just I just don't I don't necessarily know if it is the right fit. So it, yeah, he's a bit all over the place. But unfortunately, I just don't think it's clicking for him. Yeah, Paul, you've got. Another player who's obviously been linked with an exit away from Everton um, in Anana. Now, I know he's been heavily linked with Arsenal. There was talks that there was intensive talks done between um, Everton and Arsenal for Anana. Now, I think Anana's actually come out in the last couple of days and said, I think we're all, you know, 
he's read the script basically and said that he's focused. He loves every minute, every second of playing for Everton Football Club. If you were sort of Kevin Thalwell, what bid are you looking for for Anana? And if it come in, would you actually let him leave in January? Not for sale. Not for, not sale. for sale for me. Not not in January. Definitely not for sale. I think we're all foolish if we think he's going to be here next year. He won't be. Be shocked if he is anyway. I think he's yeah. going to go next year anyway. We can't afford to let Onana go. Listen, I've took a bit of a break from Twitter this week. I've had other stuff going on and stuff like that. But it's crazy, some of the opinions. I'm Listen, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but some of the opinions on Onana just blow my mind completely, honestly. I've seen, I'm getting told, and I've put the messages up, he, he's lazy, goes missing in games, just struts around. I've never seen him just strutting around. I've never seen him just walking around doing nothing. He might have been ineffective in games, but I've never seen him walking around doing nothing. I've seen another another lad yesterday put on, I hate him for that penalty miss. And that just sums up a lot of our a lot of our fans and football fans in general for me. Get over it. Listen, I was angry that night with Amadou Onana. The most ridiculous penalty I've ever seen, but you can't be judged on one thing that you've done in your career. I think he's been good for Everton this season. I he's really honestly he's been good. Go on about the 10 points deduction. I think it's the first time we've brought it up in this part, but we're comfortably mid-table and he's playing well in that team. Um, no, for me, not for sale. Melinda, would you sort of be with Paul and, you know, Anana sit him down and go, you're going nowhere and sort of tell the clubs, no, he's not for sale. Yeah, I mean, the price tag on him, though, is hefty. So, I mean, that would be some great funds. Don't get me wrong. I think we could definitely, you know, use that kind of money to invest in another part of the squad. But I just think at this moment in time, like Paul just hit the nail on the head. He's he, he's working well in that squad. And I, I don't think we can afford to get rid of him at the moment. I Will he be with us for a little while longer? Hopefully he doesn't go anywhere. I don't see him being with us probably next year, next season though. But um, I just, I just think right now we, we cannot afford to lose him. He's, he's too much of a, focal point in that squad and yeah some of the opinions online you know what like as Paul said as well I'm all for everyone having their own opinion but you gotta pack it in with being like borderline just like like this is like some of it's disrespectful as hell and you gotta pack that in guys like that's just not acceptable like it looks so bad on the fan base and it's not just our fan base a lot of fan bases are very very disrespectful towards players but like that penalty was painful yes it was horrible and I still watch it back and I cringe and I want to cry, but I, but, but, but I don't hold it against the lad. You can't, you have to just get over it, move on. And he's doing, you know, he's doing boss things for, for, for this club when he's on that pitch. So the price tag is nice. What is it rumored that he's at? Like, is it 80 mil or 70, something? 80, 70, yeah. yeah. It's it. And like I said, we, we could I use I think we'd that. only get half, just over half of that as well. Cause I think we still yeah. owe money on them as well. So. Yeah. So, and then that's, it's always going back to the debt, isn't it? So I just think we need to hold on to him for the moment. I think it'll be a very yeah, bad got... move to get rid of him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've got a question for both of you. And listen, I love our fans. Honestly, I really do. And I've been one of the worst over the years for voicing my opinion. Really? Like Have that. you? But, yeah. But <laughs> why are we like, why Real Madrid, Barcelona and all the top clubs sniffing around this lad, but Evertonians think he's shite? I don't know. Uh, 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 what what are we not seeing? What what what, uh, what do we want? Like I I don't understand it. What what are we not? What's going on? Like you, you I honestly know, don't know. I don't I know. The, the the penalty didn't help, but this was even happening pre penalty. 
It was, yeah, you're right. It was. And I know people call him a bit of a cheerleader and we've been not in a great spot, you know, when he's sort of been trying to get the everyone hyped up. And you know, I, I do get that, but maybe the lad's just not a miserable bastard like a lot of our fans are. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. but like, maybe he's just not a miserable git. Yeah. Like, so I just... I just, I just think, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what, there's so much abuse towards him and it's just not okay. It's not acceptable. Um, well, listen, the argument for this one is that we haven't got time to let players develop. But if we want to become a top club and bring young talent into a football club, we have to allow time for these players to settle. Yeah. But we don't. Yeah. We, we don't allow it as a fan base. I don't understand why we're impatient. We're all scared of getting relegated. But that's yeah. gone on even when we were finishing fifth and sixth every season. It's yeah. just, we just don't really... I've seen it with Romelu Lukaku on a totally different spectrum. But mm. The lad just couldn't do any right and then have it shit. He yeah. scored three goals, four goals, and people were calling him shite. It's just... Maybe every other fan base is like that, but we don't care about every other fan base, whatever Tony is. It just, it just... It baffles me. Honestly, it really does, like... Yeah, no, agree. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, we have got a transfer in to talk about. And obviously, we are going to talk about Aston Villa. So if you join us in our next and final bit, you're going to have Aston Villa, our team lineups, and a couple of transfers that are coming into Everton Football Club. So the transfer that has actually been rumoured to come in, now I don't know how far this has gone in, um, is Hannibal uh, from Manchester United. Hannibal. <laughs> the unfortunate name that lad was given. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty tragic, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, he was basically signing for Seville uh, in, in Spain and Everton, tried to decide to hijack it, and then it was sort of, they agreed it with Manchester United, then it was down to the player. Now, rumour has it that he's actually agreed to go to um, Seville. So, what do we sort of look at that, Paul? Would you sort of say, well, you know what? Yeah, okay. There's obviously, if he's on a loan, they're looking at loan deals. They're looking at that type of player. They're looking at attacking players. Is that where you're taking from that? That Everton are in the market. I know Kevin Talbot said we're not. You're showing that you are. Yeah, he did say, didn't he? He said if a young player becomes available, we will look into it and maybe explore the loan market. I mean, what would you rather, Seville or Crosby? Pick one. <laughs> the you beaches, I mean? you know, the beaches in Crosby <laughs> are sound. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, no, he's an all-action player. I mean, he sort of fit in. I haven't seen him much, so you know, but take what I'm saying with a bottle of salt. Is a uh, he's an all-action player, so he would fit into the Dutch mold. He's, he, I think the fans would like him. Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't blame him if he picked Seville. He's probably had his heart set on it, and Everton have done a, a little. A last minute thing and gone. Do you fancy signing for us? Like, Sean, listen, I'm got my bags and everything past here. Just <laughs> put me flip flops in my case. What's going on here? Yeah. So. Well, I think you're right. You know, it's sort of showing our, not our hand, but we're sort of showing that we can actually do business this January and we are looking in the right areas to back Sean Dice to get. But sorry, Jamie, they've got to explore that loan market. A team like Everton has to. I think we've got another two slots, haven't we? Yeah. We've got to get we've got to get a couple of players in on loan, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, you, well you've got they've got it to strengthen the squad. You know, we've just talked yeah. about Dan Jumid leaving there. We we'll talk about Dwight McNeil in a minute. Um that left hand side, mate, we could be depending on Lewis Dobbin, which hopefully the kid oh. can kick on. Yeah, but talking about Frank on Yecha today from Brentford. 
Yeah, I've seen the twenty million. I don't know. You I want don't to? know nothing about. I've 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 seen little cameos of him, but I I couldn't tell you what type of player he is to be honest. Couldn't really tell you what type of player Hannibal is. I've just seen him score a cracking goal for United. I know that their fans actually like him. Say he's a he's a live wire, like he he runs up and down. He's non-stop. So that would fit in with what we wanted this club. One day you could see why Everton would be interested in a player like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think that's hopefully that's Sean Dice and sort of Kevin Thalwell talking to each other about the transfers that are coming in. Um, well, Linda, we're talking about players, let's be fair, that probably no one sees. I've got to be honest, uh, Hannibal comes on every now and then for Manchester United, probably be when they're getting beat. Um, Paul's just mentioned that player from Brentford. I'm not going to butcher his name, so Paul, will you say that again? <laughs> Rank on Yeka. Him. Um, well good scout's name now, on Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's players that really, I couldn't know if they walk past me in the street. Hannibal, I would, but probably others. Have we got to trust Kevin Thelbell here and go, well, you know what? Even though we don't know them, we I hope he does. I don't think we have a choice, like, because um, you know, to be honest with you, the transfer news as well. I'm, I'm uh, sort of like Paul, just because work's been a bit uh, hectic. Unfortunately, I've not really been keeping up with it, but um, that that's that's his job. That's his role. Um, you know, and since he, you know, since he's been in, um, I do think things have been better than we expected. So it's been positive. Um, I think he's got something. Um, and I just think now, you know, hearing the feedback, you know, he has come out and there's been a few statements released and, um, you know, it's gotten sort of mixed reviews, but at the end of the day, it, it's up to him. You know, it's his decision. It's his job. Um, and we just have to trust in that, that he is going to be bringing in players that, A, that the club can, well, we can afford, because we cannot be really getting into worse situations than what we already are, and B, that are going to be beneficial to to the squad. So, like, yeah, I'm. Uh, the, what's been happening recently, I have not been upset with, with the transfers that we have made. Um, we've had a lot of outflux, a lot of influx, so it's been a lot of change as well. Um, but it's been actually not bad decisions, so... Yeah, no. I think we have to just tr- trust trust the process, and it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be what we expect, and unfortunately, I mean, with Dan Juma, like there's been a couple that we don't we did have maybe a bit of high hopes for, but that also comes down to Deitch as well. You know, he's not starting the lads, so we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes a lot of the time. But um, yeah, I think we just have to just kind of keep the faith and just trust the process. Definitely, yeah. Well, that is perfect. Yeah, we've just spoke about uh, Amadou and Anaru. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair, I didn't really know. Much about no. him when he come into the club. Yeah, Kevin Hill went out, seen him, got him. I love him, Paul. Yeah. I know you highly rate him, and I know you do, Melinda. And I know there's a lot of Evertonians that do. Now got Barcelona and Real Madrid and Arsenal sniffing after him. That's the sort of philosophy Everton and Kevin Thelwell now have got to take. So as you say, you've sort of got to trust them that these are going to find the right lads to. Not well, only... as well. Oh, sorry. No, no. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, well, Beto as well. Yeah, like to me, I I love the lad. He's got some key goals for us, has he not? So I I think yeah, I think we have to take the you know these good things that sometimes don't go necessarily noted because we just expect it. But you know we didn't always have such good reinforcements coming into the club. So yeah, I I definitely think that there's been yeah Onana Beto. There's been some really good ones. Yeah, but obviously we're playing a game of football. We play yeah. Aston Villa on Sunday at Goodison Park. Wee. Now, these are no walkovers. These are second in the Premier League for a reason. We've got to yeah. respect them. 
as much as you know what they deserve. Um, not too much like we did with Arsenal, but enough where we don't just think, oh yeah, we'll we'll win. I don't think they will treat the game like that. Paul, are we best set up for these types of games? In what way? In the way of where we play Luton at home or Wolves or Fulham. Oh, do you mean where where the pressure not on us to win? Yes, yeah, where we where we yeah. where we know we're not going to have the ball. Yeah, you could, you could, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely owe Aston Villa one as well from the beginning of the season. I think that and the Wolves game are probably Everton's worst performances this season, hmm. and the Arsenal game. But I mean, we just got absolutely trounced at Villa Park, didn't we? Yeah. They enjoyed themselves lately at Goodison Park as well. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it could be made for us where the onus is on Aston Villa to maybe attack Everton. I don't. I think I do like their manager. Though. I don't think he'll come to Goodison and say let's go all out attack. He'll he'll respect Everton enough to know that we have got a few things in our locker that could trouble them. It should be a, a tasty game. I think Aston Villa fans always bring a large contingent as well, so it should be it should be a really good game. I'm here. Uh, I'm a bit iffy about this one. I don't know what to think. Villa are a good side, as you say, second in the league. Uh, yeah, and you don't know what Everton's going to turn up as well, do we? So that's the problem, yeah. Mm. Um, Melinda, what was your sort of? You know, it is a hard game. I think we've got to sort of treat these as what they are—a top four team, haven't we? And sort of go actually, yeah. That yeah. you know, let's get the atmosphere going. Let's make sure that this is a big game, which it is now that they were their league position. Listen, every game of Goodison's always a big game, but this is. Got that little bit more to it with their league position and ours as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, Villa are flying. It's no secret. Um, they are. They've done amazing work. It's it's is it Emery? Yes. Unai yeah, Emery. yeah. Unai Emery, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Like honestly, my hat goes off to the dude. Um, they they deserve to be where they are because they're a very hardworking team. I do enjoy watching Villa play. To be honest with you, like if I know they're they're, they're on and. I'll watch them because I just think they're a very enjoyable team to watch this season. But um, it's going to be a tough game. Will it go our way? Um, No comment. Um, (laughs) But um, I mean, you know, we're very hit and miss at home as well. That's the thing. Like, you know, everyone's come from me saying, oh, you're going on the home form. Well, we're still not off the woods completely, guys. Like, we're not. You know, we've had some allegations on. Yeah. Like, so, you know what I mean? So, it's you know I'm very I'm I'm obviously hoping that it goes our way but I I wouldn't be shocked because I know that Villa are are they're 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 going for it like they're going for it they want to get as many three points as they can from these matches because they're hungry for top spot so I you know it's it's gonna be it's I think it's gonna be a tough game I'm not saying Everton aren't up for it because we've also pulled things out of our ass before I'm like where did that team come from um, yeah but love for us to to beat a team that is that that is has succeeded you know this much so far in the season but um we just need i just don't even know i'm excited for the game though i'm excited to 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 see what happens but um maybe not if it's like already four nil and we're not even into the second half yet so <laughs> that's why we don't do predictions no more yeah. <laughs> we don't do them anymore yeah i'm like oh, no thank yeah. you <laughs> speaking of asses i can't stand that john mcginn me someone needs to flatten him straight away <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just flatten them, just get and right I... into it. It's just, I see similarities with Villa. Villa are, tr- are like sort of what we aspire to be, similar size club. Yeah, I'd argue they're Everton are bigger than Aston Villa, just just about. Um, you know they've got a great goalie like us, got good players in midfield like us, and they've got yeah. Ollie Watkins similar to Calvert Lewin. 
Ollie Watkins is flying at the moment and Calvin oh, Lewin's not. So he's he's such a joy to watch as well, man. Like I I love to watch him play. Like he's just he's he's gone. He's on that pitch and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. mm. What about uh, what so, about yeah. you, Jamie? Sort of what are what are your thoughts sort of for this uh, upcoming game? Yeah, I think you two sort of summed it up perfectly. Um, it's just a game that what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Hey, we're on a podcast. I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> um, yeah, you've just got to treat them with respect. You've got to sort of we've got to do our job and just really try to do a number on them as we have done with Chelsea last season, Chelsea this season. Uh, I know Chelsea haven't been the greatest, but they've got the quality to turn it on. So Aston Villa, we've yeah. got to have, we've got to do our job, and hopefully, hopefully. If Aston Villa have an off day, we take advantage of it. And if we are that good, we beat them anyway. That's what we've got to do. We can't let Aston Villa come to Goodison and beat us. We've got to make them yeah. beat us. I, I really... on, I've, I've said it for a while. We can't let nobody should be coming to Goodison Park and walking away with an easy three points. No way. Yeah. I, I honestly do think the first I have a feeling the first 10, 15 minutes into this game are going to be quite telling of of which direction it's going to go. Yeah, these lads really they've got to dig deep, pull their balls out the back pocket, pull your socks up, and you've just got to you, they've just got to go for it. I think they've got they've really got to start out strong because that like that's going to set the the precedence of this match. It's all hanging on McNeil in it. What we, we don't know what's gonna what's happening with him at yeah, the moment, and Tangier obviously has probably had his head turn now. So that left hand side is a bit of up in the air. Who plays there? Know, you put a poll out on Instagram saying who plays if Tangier and McNeil's not there. Well, yeah, that just sort of brings me nicely to our last sort of little thing is the the lineups. Now, we're recording this before Sean Dice has done his press conference, um, so we don't know the what's. I'd probably say McNeil's injured. Listen, he went off in a stretcher yeah. because of sock. He's not playing. Decore was touch and go for the Crystal Palace game. I'm going to give you Decore. I think he'll be in the squad. He'll probably play. Seamus Coleman looked okay. Got 19 minutes in his, in, in, under his belt. Paul, I'll start with you. Um, what would be your lineup going into this Aston Villa game? As I say, Decore is fit. Carvel Lewin obviously isn't banned. And the only one that you're missing really is Dwight McNeil. Yeah, I've just wrote my team down quickly there when you were talking. Uh, what stupid names in like Harry for Harrison? Because I can even be bothered typing his whole name out. But, uh... Harry! <laughs> yeah. So I've got Good Lord! Coleman. Yeah. Sarkovsky, Brantwaite, Mikolenko, Harry, as in Jack Harrison. That is such an ick. I'm sorry. That is the, <laughs> that's such an ick. Onana, James Garner. And it all depends. I put Dan Juma on the left, but we don't know what's happening there. I'm assuming he's going to stay. Yeah. And to call, to call right with Calvert Lewin front. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. What about yours? Well, Melinda's thinking. Yeah, my my be Pickford, Coleman, uh, Brantway, Tarkovsky, Michalenko, Anana, Garner, Decore. I think that sort of does itself. I think Dan Juma. I think if he, you know, if he's here, he should be playing. Simple as that. Unless he comes out tomorrow and says he flew over to. Uh, which he's capable of France, doing. Which he, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably do that at three o'clock on on a, on Sunday. He's probably there uh, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably yeah. But if he if Dan Juma doesn't play Dobbin, um, Harrison and Beto, 
you're taking Carl Lewin out. Yeah. And and yeah. Sorry, 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 vice presidents and presidents. I'm not saying which one's which, but well, yeah. she's the, Melinda's the vice president, so you come to the president first. Um, <laughs> no, I couldn't argue, behave, that, I couldn't argue with taking him out, but I'll, I'll yeah, I'll stick with him to be honest. So, with so it's one. interesting because mine was bang on sort of what, what Paul's was, but I am humming and hawing between Beto or DCL, and I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place with DCL because I'm like maybe he needs a little bit of a rest because especially of what's just happened or he could want a game because he wants to come back out there and prove a point and, and have like a fantastic game and score. So it's just, to me, my gut is saying Calvert-Lewin because I think now seeing the player he's developed into this season, he's, he's really got his confidence back. Well, it's been a bit slippery. I think the the last little while, but he started the season out extremely strong. Um, he's still hungry for goals, still needs a goal, want him to get a goal. And I think just because all the shit that's just happened to him, I can see him going, you know what? Start me. And I'm going to, I'm going to start this game extremely strong. And I think that's kind of the mindset that, that he's going to have. Yeah. I think he's much stronger than he was last year in the last two seasons i think he's in a, in a much different headspace now so i i would i would keep calvert lewin love beto though because i also think he's very fitting for this game i honestly think you could put what either about of the them both in of them, I, if dan is not available do you go would you play the both of them i don't know if i would do it for a game like this i just don't yeah. know if it's i don't know if i'd want to stick them kind of both up there in a, in a game like this and and just to try it you know like i I just don't, I don't know if it would clash. I think I'd rather see them playing together. And I, I don't know. To me, no, I think, I think I would, I think I would just keep Calvert Lewin, Denjuma, and Harrison. We're desperately Harrison. short on numbers, aren't we? We are, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Short, like, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much, you two. Hopefully, you know, listen through the week, we'll be doing a reaction pod of when we beat Villa 4 0. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah. But no, honestly, we've covered a lot there. So thanks very much for joining me, you two. And uh, as always, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.